The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Ski. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and welcome to this uh, latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Tony Lightfoot, and glad to, to have you on board. All right, so uh, the, uh, the start of the season, the competitive season, just around the corner. Uh, with with the Moomba Masters uh, coming up in about a week or so, and uh, obviously a major tournament uh, attracting uh, some uh, some great competitions and great competitors who have had plenty of experience uh, skiing on the Yarra River. Uh, but uh, but one of the skiers that will be joining the roster, at least so far as the men's slalom is uh, concerned, will be uh, will be completely new to the Yarra setup, and uh, will be will be skiing there for the first time. Uh, the person to whom I'm referring to is the current NCWSA male skier of the year, as well as being the uh, the men's national slalom champion. So he comes into the Moomba Masters with uh, with a great uh, degree of pedigree. And uh, let's welcome him here, uh, Mr. Aaron Davies. How are you doing? Hi, Tony. I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. All right then. So uh, let's let's go let's go straight to it. Uh, Moomba Masters coming up. Uh, you are seeded tenth coming into into the into the Moomba Masters unless something has changed within the last few hours or days uh, prior. So, what are your expectations going into this event? First time on the Yarra. People people have probably told you some horror stories about what to expect uh, on that. Uh, on that uh, on that moving uh, uh, river river course, and uh, not to get your expectations too high, at least so far as the your first time is concerned. And what do you say to that? Yeah, it's going to be one hell of an experience. Um, there's a few tournaments you grow up watching: uh, U.S. Masters, World Championships, and the Moomba Masters. It looks like one of the most fun tournaments of the year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm going in with zero expectations. As you said, there's some horror stories that happen. It's a lot of money for, to go from the Northern Hemisphere uh, down to Australia for uh, this early in the year. Um, so I'm kind of, this. as you said at the start, this is my first year. Um, so it's going to be fun. I have zero expectations going in and I'm just hoping that I put on a good show. And if you can actually make it to Monday, I think uh, that will be uh, playing with uh, with house money, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, no skiing on Moomba Monday would be would be really cool. It'd be a real real honor, um, especially on my first show in. Uh, but I'm you know I'm hopeful. However, I'm not expecting you know anything. You know, it could be <laughs> a couple of thousand per boy. You know, looking at it that way. But I really hope it isn't. Um, uh, yeah getting trying to train in as much as you can and hope hope things go right all right then so we'll we'll uh, we'll track back to moomba in a little in a little while in this in this podcast uh because i'm sure a few people out there have uh tuned in as they typically do as being subscribers to the twbc podcast seen this pop up and probably are finding out who the heck is aaron davies you know i get i I gave the spiel up front right at the beginning 
but uh, let's let's answer answer that question. Let's let's go back all the way to your youth and what have you, and answer that question. Who is Aaron David? Oh, he's a no one really. He's someone who thinks he's trying to make it at skiing. Um, but no, I'm originally from a little town called Bolton in northern Manchester in England. Um, I started skiing. I'm, you know, third generation of skiers, like like a lot of skiers are these days on the Pro Tour. Um, started skiing when I was 18 months old um, on the front of my dad's jump skis. It's the same story that we've heard before. Um, it's nothing new. However, um, it, it, it was really cool, my experience all the way through. I've skied at a lot of different sites in England. Um, I've called a lot of sites home um, in my youth. My very first few years skiing, I went to ski at Sail Water Park. Um, and then we moved on to Hazelwood Ski World in my later years uh, of my youth. Um, and then a gentleman called Stuart Lillis decided he wanted to dig a big hole in his backyard back in 2006 uh, over in Wigan. Uh, that's now called Three Sisters Water Ski Club. We held a pro-am over there a few years ago. And that's where I really started to grow up skiing. That's 30 minutes away from my house. So that's where I would, that was where home was for a long, long time. I worked there a few times. Um, but more recently, I've been skiing with Steve Glanfield at Oxford Wakeboard and Ski Club, um, which I'm very, you know, happy that for the first time there, we're hosting a pro tournament. Nice, nice, and uh, and I mean, you 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 rattled off a whole list of venues in the United Kingdom. I'm originally from the United Kingdom, so I can probably attest to the challenging aspect of being able to ski well at those sites uh, that that the you mentioned. You know, so do you believe that that has kind of equipped you to be uh, the uh, the relatively tough skier that you that you are today, so to speak? Definitely think so. Um, I like a lot of kids in England. We skied in winter, breaking the ice, uh, break the ice with. Um, well, when I was at Hazelwoods with Carrie Ann, um, when I went to, when I skied in the winter at Wigan, we used a little dinghy that we've got, breaking up the ice, doing donuts, breaking everything up, and then putting on a dry suit and going tricking. Or if you're really nuts. Like I will sometimes go and slalom. So, but that definitely uh, toughens you up. Um, I wouldn't do it now, having been in the States for six and a half years. Um, but it definitely, it, you know, it toughens you up a lot going into, you know, skiing later on. Okay, so while in England, you did uh, your first uh, uni degree, didn't you? Uh, you, you? What did you graduate with in, in uni in England? Uh, I actually never went to university in England. No, I you went, didn't? I went straight to uh, University of Louisiana at Lafayette. I did my undergrad, uh, my whole undergrad, uh, Lafayette. And then because I had some eligibility left due to injury, I decided to stay on for my master's of business administration. Okay, I'm glad that you segued a little bit to that injury because uh, you were out uh, for basically one and a half, uh, maybe two, four seasons uh, because of the injury you sustained, you sustained uh, during practice, which I think was for the national championships at that uh, during, during that summer, around around about that time, I believe. But uh, but kind of give us a 
kind of give us uh you'll hate this pun a breakdown of uh of uh or of kind of what happened and what you've had to do to get back to to where you were yeah well in the in the years leading up i'd dabbled in a couple of pro tournaments my first one uh being the maple pro-am uh a thorpe in england obviously it's the easiest most convenient to get to didn't want to spend a lot of money on my first one um so i was you know that was good that was in 2019 and then you know i dabbled a little again but in 2022 um i really started to get into it i went to san Gervasio, um went to kfs battle uh did um at the cotswolds we had the duel um which was a really cool event as well and i was feeling really good about the season everything was going as planned um putting down some good scores uh for myself um and then it all came crashing down if you will um I was just practicing. It was another normal set. Things weren't going great, you could say. Um, but it was, as far as I was concerned, it was a normal set. Uh, just, of course, it was the last pass I was going to take for, for that set. And came around four ball and just fell forward and put my put my arm through the handle and snapped my radius and my ulna, unfortunately. Um, but thanks to all the doctors who helped put me back together, um i was skiing again in april of 23 does that have a flashback in your mind a little bit especially as you start to work on some of the more uh, more challenging passes down the line uh, how how much you're uh, you're kind of uh, approaching the edge um at first it did i mean obviously after an injury like that in you know while i was in cast and things like that i was really wondering am I going to be able to do this again? Is there going to be that mental block of, Hey, don't do that again. That really hurt. Um, what's, you know, and while you're in cast, while you're recovering, you're like, what's going to happen to me? As soon as I put on the ski, you don't know what happens. Um, and the first few sets, that's what that was like, what it was. I was very careful, um, you know, running easy passes. And that's just what it took to, to get over it. Um, right now, uh you know all of last year you know and this year in the summers i don't think about it anymore the only thing that tells me i've got the injury is you know my arm sleeve that i keep on sometimes uh when i'm skiing and that that's it i feel strong my arm feels strong as it can be and i'm very grateful to everyone who helped me do that you know from physios back home uh, physios here Scott Jones in particular, he, you know, over in Lafayette, Louisiana, he helped me out a lot. Uh, my doctor over here, Brian Etier, he did, I had to have a bone graft at the start of last year in February. And he put me back together and got me back on the water. They, all the doctors back at home in England, uh, in Oxford, um, you know, Steve Glanfield, even my coach who he was in the boat and, <laughs> I'll never forget his face. Uh, came back. I said, "Steve, I need to go to the hospital." He goes, "I know," because he didn't even have to look at me. He could feel Ooh. it from the driver's seat. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone helped me. Who helped me put together? I've just got to say a massive thank you. Um, but yeah, in terms of a mental block, I don't. And you know, you can't when you're an athlete. You can't have these. Um, these mental blocks, uh, you got to try and push past them as much as you can train well, train good and know when the limit is. 
that's something I did learn during the accident was, hey, if something's going wrong, don't fight it in practice. Okay, in tournament, you might want to go a little more because it's more important. But for practice, there's no need to be doing anything crazy. Okay. All right then. That was that was a that was a very succinct answer uh, to uh, to answer that question. Now, what it's one one or two questions that it's kind of posed a little bit is is how to make it safer. Yes. So far as the handle is concerned. Yeah. And you happen to have in your possession uh, your your trying out, but although you won't be competing with it. The, the new T-type handle that, uh, that's going to be undergoing a 24-month trial according to the, uh, the text of the newly, newly released uh, rule book. Uh, what, what, what's, what's been your experience working with, with, that, with that type of handle and would it be something that you would be uh, open to, to use, use in tournaments uh, given the, the, the trial period? Um. As, as you said, I have a few of them, I, well, two of them, um, an early concept and uh, a later concept. It, didn't, well, it wasn't the final one in the end, uh, but Jason Peckham, uh, he helped me, well, he, I helped him, I tested a couple of them for him, uh, give him my feedback, and they're not that bad to ski with. Um, a bit weird at first, um, but you get used to it. Now, is it gonna? Is that, are you gonna see every single person changing their current handle to go and get one? I doubt it. However, um, I love that someone else, uh, someone has thought outside the box. Um, don't connect the ropes at the end where there's a big hole, but you know, connect them towards the middle, um, and it's good. It doesn't rotate as much as you would think. Um, so, so it, it's a good handle. I've run some 38s with it, uh, some 11 meter passes, and got most of the way down 39 with it. Uh, with a bit more practice with it, I think it'll become a lot more normal. Um, however, is it going to completely revolutionize the water ski handle? We'll, we will wait to see. Um, but for the next 24 months, I think we'll, we'll see a couple of them around. But I don't think we'll see them all on the pro circuit because everyone's comfortable with what they have at the moment. Um, but we'll see a few around, I'm sure. All right, then. So uh, moving on a little bit from that, uh, I mean, to to another technical aspect of uh, of 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 you. So so far as involving yourself in competitions and what have you. Uh, you're you're a te- I believe you're a technical controller or 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 at least have a judge's rating that's a, that's equivalent to that. Yeah, so I like to you know be as helpful as I can at tournaments. Anyone who knows me knows that. Um, you know, and I my current ratings. I am a, a a a regular driver in the states. That's a a D three. Um, I am a Pan Am judge. So J1, and I am a uh, technical controller. I'm the lowest technical controller at the moment. Um, you know, I don't have a field light or anything like that. No. Um, <laughs> they're a bit expensive. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like to do a bit of everything. Um, I'm my, my, my father's son, if you like. My dad, he, he does all that kind of stuff. He loves skiing. I just love to be around it. I love to help in any way. This sport's given me 
so much. I like to give back in any way that I can, mostly in the driver's seat. <laughs> Indeed, uh, and, and it kind of extends a little bit to you dabbling a little bit with the uh, with the shore path uh, that uh, that system that uh, uh, that James Timothy has. Uh, came up with a few seasons ago and has revolutionized the whole world of driving so even a, even sure a, even a small like me can <laughs> can can actually get somewhat close to to being a somewhat decent driver so uh, uh, for, for those of you out there that don't know too much about Surepath, i mean what what it what it what have you kind of done a little bit how 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 much how much work with have you done with uh, with Shore Path uh, the actual system itself rather than rather than any work with James Timothy? Um, I you know last year we got one um, at Bennett's. Uh, Jay got one uh, for tournament use, and the start of this season I started up straight away. As soon as I started skiing, training for Moomba, I got it up and running. Um, not not as like uh, make sure people can drive me, but and everyone else here, but more of a tool for myself to learn to drive uh, better. Um, you know, how the system works and how I can improve my own driving because I think that that's really important um, that, you know, I'm very far from perfect. And um, I think it's just, it's a great tool for drivers to use in practice as well, not just in tournament. Um, it was great, I, you know, Steve... Glanfield back at Oxford told me that there was some guy coming down with a new boat path measure monitoring system. I was like, oh, here we go again. And I tell you what, I've been proved wrong. James, you did a great job, um, if you're listening. But, um, I mean, of course, he, of course he did. Everyone knows what short path is these days. Yeah. And I think it's an amazing tool that, every, that people should use if they have tournaments at their sites. Or if you want to become a better driver, consider consider investing in it um it's a great tool to use if you know how to use it well yeah they consider uh, all the way back all the way back in the day when zero off came about they considered it the marriage saver i don't, I don't know what, what monica would be leveled against a <laughs> sure path but some something i would say somewhat similar yeah no it, it it it's good um you know my girlfriend vio she's learning to drive herself she's a she's a good driver herself she is um, however, she didn't really know where she was in the course other than looking in the mirror. Um, using Showpath, it helped her know exactly where she was in the slalom course when she's pulling me. I'm a 200-pound, 95-kilo guy. You know, I, I don't... I pull the boat around. I do pull the boat around a lot. Um, six foot four and 200 pounds. It, it, on the short line, you're definitely going to pull the boat around. So it was good for her to make sure that she knew she was in the right place. Um, so yeah, in that way, you could say it's some uh, a relationship saver. Indeed, indeed. All right then. So we'll move along a little bit uh, to uh, uh, from from the realm of uh, practicing that kind of stuff to to what you do in tournaments. Now, uh, last year, or, or I think it, I think it was either last year or the year before. Uh, you won your most coveted of uh, titles uh, at uh, Kayafa, right? Yeah, um, I got the 2U uh, skier of the day at Kayafas. Um, that hangs up on my bedroom wall uh, down here, um, here at Bennett's. Um, it, it's one of my most prized 
prizes because it's it's a public vote and people voted for me that day which i'm grateful for um you know when you're going up against the likes of will asher uh nate smith uh freddie winter you know well nate nate wasn't on at that tournament actually um but still there was some amazing names there you know uh even the girls you know ali nicholson um they were all there and they chose someone who's just trying to start out their career from from Bolton in England. Um, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was a great tournament. I came out not expecting, you know, a huge amount, and got yeah. three at three at forty one, which I was amazing, amazingly happy with. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask you what your score halfway halfway down forty eight off uh, forty one <laughs> offers. Wow, so Jesus, forty eight <laughs> off, Tony. Let's, 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 yeah, let's no, go but, one step at a time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ahead of ourselves. I mean, speak for ourselves. And anyway, so uh, yeah, halfway down, forty-one off. Uh, certainly, in a very, very imp- impressive score. Uh, the site at Kayafa, you know, it's it, it's one of those unusual sites, you know, where it's brackish water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of a strange setup on the uh, on the uh, the even numbered passes. Uh, kind of had to kind of kind of come in a little bit kinked and what have you and uh but i mean it's 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 a great site and i tell you what it it, it pulls in the punters doesn't it i tell you what there was some amazing scores there this year uh the first year i went in 22 it was a smaller group of us it was the same weekend as uh, another tournament um but that didn't change the spectacle it was an amazing tournament that year and then the next year i think it, it improved again um it was just such a, a vibe you know it was like i could the only thing i could compare it to is from my experience is collegiate nationals there was so much going on around you uh-huh. things like that but in terms of the skiing the skiing is was absolutely insane this the the last year in 23 it was pretty cool we saw three people get into 43 off we got will uh freddie and nate and that's the first time that happened in history mm-hmm. um so brackish water is obviously doing something good over there um i've got my personal best over there um and yeah it, it's it it's a good site it's a really really good site it, it skis is really well um don't know whether it is something to do with the salt content that's in the water whatever it is Something's going right over there. Just has that nice little balance, doesn't it? But with having having the ski riding too far into the water and having enough of it out to be uh, to be really really quick with the backside of the turn type deal, you know. So I mean, but I mean, on top of all of that, George Hatsis, like oh, he is the the, uh, the, ulti- the ultimate showman, isn't he? He is a very uh, he's a showman and he's a gentleman. He is such a nice person um he helped put us up the first year when he was getting the the Carfast battle pro-am uh for the first time he put us up uh made us feel welcome told us where to go sightseeing we went to waterfalls um it's, it was a very greek way of life if you like he said you know oh you haven't got higher cars here you go take take our cars type of thing just you know go on and these weren't like cheap cars they were nice cars and you know it was amazing. We all had a great time. Um, and yeah, it was just, George is an amazing person. 
and who does so much for Greek water skiing. Certainly, certainly. And uh, there are obviously other tournaments that you'll be looking forward to. Uh, the British uh a pro a pro tour stop is uh, is going to be coming around fairly soon afterwards, right? Yeah. So the last stop of the European Pro Tour um, is going to be at my home site, uh, Oxford, Oxford Weightboard and Ski Club, um, and that's one that I've been trying to push Steve to do for a little while. Um, I always seem to do. I always ski really well there. I think it's an amazing, amazing site um steve's done really good down there he's got a good group of members it's a water ski club you know um so big shout out to steve and his family uh hope hope everyone's doing well uh agatha and and the baby and because he went through a bit of you know i don't know i hope he doesn't mind me saying but he went through a tough tough year um last year um but he was still the same old steve he was a great great coach great friend um, so that was it was good to see him again yes indeed and uh, you also mentioned some other people some of them from uh, from Kayafa uh, Will Asher and and the like but you know in 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 terms of British in terms of British slalom skiing I mean <laughs> it's it's quite easily for, to find inspiration from a whole whole bu- whole bunch of different different skiers you know currently or even back in the day so uh who who was your main inspiration on on the slalom lake uh, grow, growing up right right from right from the outset? Well, I, you know, I grew up on skiing on the weekends at Hazelwoods, and who was there in the summer was Will Asher. Um, you saw him go by, and you're just you know your mouth wide open, just like oh my god, he makes it look so easy. Um, so you know, I, I you know admire Will still to this day. I think he's doing is probably one of the best stages of his career so far he's putting in some amazing scores um and he doesn't look like he's holding up at all at the moment um i also had the pleasure of meeting andy mapple a few times um Mm -hmm. he he was he was the first person to sponsor me a ski um shortly before his uh his untimely death um back in 2015 i believe Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember when he when I got the message that he'd passed. Anyway, not to go too much into that, but he uh, he helped me out a lot, and I've I saw him ski a few times, and you know I, adm- I admired him a lot as well. Most certainly, uh, go, uh, going forward uh, a, a little bit. Uh, so far as your expectations this season, your ambitions uh, going going for, going forward, uh, what does the perfect season look like for you? <laughs> Making it through with no injuries. Um, <laughs> I have been known to be slightly accident prone, um, not by choice, of course. Uh, no one does. Um, but the first goal is get through the season in one piece. Um, it's, I'm going to as many pro tour stops as I can this year. It's going to be my first year doing as many as you know as many as I am going to do this year. I'm going to do as um, every weekend of the European stops. I'm going to be there, and as many of the ones over in the states that I can be at as well. Um, so it's going to be a first. It's going to be a lot of skiing. It's going to be a lot of traveling. Um, my girlfriend uh, Vio. Viole, she's going to come with me. We're going to hire a camper and we're going to do
do a camping trip all over Europe this summer. So that's how we get into each tournament. That sounds nice. And you did you did briefly hint a couple of questions back about your first uh, ski sponsorship. Uh, you're currently sponsored by D3. Tell us a little bit about about that and your working relationship uh, with with Will and and, and Elaine going forward. Um, you know, I've been up to, to Will's place. I've helped. Uh, you know, well, I haven't helped too much, but I've you know skied on their skis since twenty uh, start of twenty eighteen. Now. Well I, well, I bought my own D3 ski back in 2016, um, and that was that was a D3 arc. And then in the start of 2018, I was signed on the team. Um, my first contract as a contracted skier, which was amazing. And the first, you know, first few years, it was kind of just, hey, here's a ski, help us out, you know, with media and stuff like that of social media i'm not a big social media person as anyone knows anything about me um i'm you know it's all skiing related and not not much else but more recently i've tried to you know help sell a few skis if i can um you know test a few skis um you know and any way i can help them to repay what they've they've helped me with as well yeah, I mean, especially especially given what happened to you two seasons ago. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, some more cutthroat uh, ski sponsors would have would uh, uh, would have, would have uh, pu- pushed you over into the long grass, you know, uh, given the expectation uh, uh, go- going forward. But Will and Elaine, to their credit, have uh, kept you on board and yeah, uh, they, you're there. Yeah, they kept me on, which, um, of course, any skier knows that. Skis are expensive. Um, they, they're not. They don't have an infinite lifespan. Um, well, not this day and age, anyway. The old ones you see kicking around sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, no skis have an infinite lifespan. They start to break down. They snap. Sometimes you're putting a handle into them. Mm-hmm. Any you know accidents happen. Um, so that you know anyone who knows anything about water skiing knows that the skis are expensive. So. I'm very thankful for what they've helped me with. Okay, and specifically the ski that you're on is the Neo 2, isn't it? The more aggressive ski that you and Freddie Winter typically uh, ride compared to someone like Nate Smith that's on the... uh, the other the other d3 ski uh i'm sure that you've ridden both but you've gone with the neo 2 right right so uh actually the ski i broke my arm on with ion 2 okay it's nothing to do with the ski that was all my own fault um but you know i was on the ski all of that season in 2022 started off the season um with ion 2 again last year and I just, I felt like I needed a bit more kick out of the turn, if you like, you know, a bit more snap. And, try. you know, I spoke to Freddie, Freddie Winter about it, and he said, dude, you've got to try Neo 2. Um, it's a significant improvement on the, the predecessor. And it was, and I, it was exactly what I was looking for, just more speed out the turn and across the wakes. Um, I like the ski a lot. I'm still on that one. Um, you know, at the moment, as I said before, I'm a six foot four, 200, 205 pound guy, depending on, 
depending on the day, uh, you know. So I'm right on the cusp between a 67 and 68. So I'm toying with, you know, I'm trying a 68 later on in the season, you know, when I get back from Moomba. So we'll see how that goes. All right, then. So I'm, I mentioned Moomba right from the outset, and I'm going to mention Moomba all the way here because that, that's what I said. That's, that's what we're uh, tracking back to a little bit. So uh, obviously you've mentioned that your expectations going into Moomba, you know, you're, 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 you're going to ski it and whatever happens, happens. You know, so, I mean... I mean, I mean, what what do you think it's going to feel like for you as you as you start off the dock and you and you fulfill a lifelong dream of skiing underneath the Swan the Swan Street Bridge and get ready for 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 for, for a pass? In. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm glad I've skied at UL uh, for a few years because Airport Lake is not an easy lake to ski on. Anyone who's skied on it knows that. I can tell you that. Um, so and it's bumpy. So I'll be you know. Thinking back to those to those sets um, where the conditions have been far from perfect, I really, you know, hopefully I'll not be looking too much at the bridge and just focusing on on the course. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be amazing no matter what happens. Um, just look, as, you, as I said at the start, it's my first outing. Um, people on their first outing rarely do amazingly, um, but I'm hoping to not be of that form hope hoping that i can put a good show on for the crowd and not just the crowd that's there but everyone who tunes in worldwide and part of that crowd are going to be your parents who are already in australia at this time <laughs> yeah my mum and dad um pete and eileen they're they're already over there um they're with a, f- uh, a few friends over there at the the finleys andy finley julie finley uh, anyone who was a skier at three sisters knows knows them very well and they're over there right now and that's going to be my mum and dad's first time at moomba as well so <laughs> dad said if you're going i'm going so he uh and the next day he'd booked two tickets for him him and my mum and i'm sure they'll be bringing the union flag with them uh, and along the, the, the shore side of course they will they're you know, very patriotic, just like myself. All right, then. So uh, that was the uh, the podcast uh, with uh, with Aaron Davies. And uh, before we go, I normally give the opportunity for the person that's been interviewed a chance to say thanks, acknowledgements, that kind of stuff. So uh, with with that, Aaron, the floor is yours. I'm um, just like to thank my whole family, mum, dad. You you know what you've done. Um, my grandma and granddad, uh, they were the first skiers. They skied when they were on their honeymoon, way back when. And uh, whenever it gets expensive, I say, granddad, this is your fault. You started all of this. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little joke within the family. Um, but yeah, I know he loves it, and I can't thank them enough uh, for all they've done. Uh, thank to everyone who's helped me on the way through. Um, notably Chris Trevor who unfortunately passed away um, last year he was a good friend of me and the family and you know thoughts go out to Oscar and and Sharon Um, you know it's coming up on just over a year since he passed and yeah everyone who's helped me um, my coach um, Steve Glanfield Jay Bennett over here he's helped me a lot the start of this year you know 
everyone knows who they are. They've all had a, an input, um, but those are just a few notable names. So thank you, guys. And V. And Vio, of course. Can't forget that one. God, she's going to kill me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Vio, um, you're a diamond. So thank you very much for everything you've done as well. All right, then. And that brings to a conclusion episode 152 of the TWBC podcast. Uh, a new episode will be coming our way very, very soon. But uh, in the meantime, my name is Tony Lightfoot, and I'm going to say ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.